Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Warning. You have entered the realm of the gods. So give us your mind and your full attention. So you say you deal with esoteric information? I never heard of such. Well, you're in for a treat. Blah talk, blah talk, this is the blah talk. I lean hell bay, dropping jewels every day. Blah talk, blah talk, this is the blah talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. Blah talk, blah talk, this is the blah talk. I lean hell bay, dropping jewels every day. Blah talk, blah talk, this is the blah talk. Metaphysical, we deal with the spiritual. So you claim to be a god? Damn right I'm a god. The maker, the owner, cream of the planet Earth, father of civilization, god of the So get your notepad, it's more than an hour full Watch your jaw, the crew is watching talk Indigenous to the land, wherever we stand First world order, we bring it at home in the first quarter Invisible lines don't apply, we cross borders Silly rabbit, knowledge for gods No matter where you resign, Mars, Temple of Mars So don't fret or proceed with hesitation Just tune in to Blog Talk to get the information Peace Hey, how are you, Washita East? This is Brother Fahim, RL. I'm your host for the night. Dr. Eileen Gadir is on the road tonight, so I'm your host. I'll be your host tonight. And the topic will be the coming out of the matrix and trying to get into the fourth and fifth dimensional world, leaving the third dimensional world. First, I'm going to deal with some uh, current events dealing with the the six uh, policyholders that were acquitted today. The rest of the two policyholders that didn't bring to trial, uh, you know what I'm talking about in Baltimore, Maryland. So they all were acquitted. So it was some of the things I was talking about uh, the other uh, two weeks ago on the Block Talk show, dealing with uh, the so-called police and um, and their murderous and thievery of indigenous people, not only in this hemisphere but the hemisphere uh, all across the world, and this is what's going on. Uh, this is all a tragedy, you know. Uh, as we all know, us of Asiatic birth, living on the in these union states, know that we've been victimized by the so-called police brutality. Uh, police brutality uh, for decades and decades, hundreds of decades, as a matter of fact. You know, uh, there's always a big, large outcry when a so-called police officer gets shot and killed, you know. But uh, 
this is the result of what happens uh, when justice is not done. Not that I'm saying that justice uh, will be in killing of police officers. I'm not saying that, because that's also a tragedy. You know, uh, a lot of us need the police, and then we call them for our protection. And you shouldn't be afraid of a so-called police officer or what we call policy holders when they pull us aside or pull behind us, uh, especially at nighttime on a certain dark road. And you know, that note, uh, that tells you right there something is very, very, very wrong when you're afraid of uh, so-called law enforcement, the people that are supposed to protect you from thugs and thieves, rapists, and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. You know, so that's what's going on. Um, so my topic is, to, like I said, my topic is tonight is to come out of the matrix. And the first thing, the very, very first step is to come out of the matrix is dealing with nationality and uh, birthright principles. We have to uh, have to have those, us as Asiatic people, been branded as Negro, black, and colored. Like I said before, you know, and you heard me say before, 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 and again, um, I hope there's a different audience out there because I know I, I, some people may be tired of uh, hearing me repeating the same words, but I have to repeat the same words because a lot of our people are just, just not getting it. They're just not getting it. And uh, the consciousness that's out in, in certain groups are uh, patches around the globe, but it's not out here enough, nowhere near enough. And our people need to wake up, you know, as uh, Sister Dr. Yaffa Bay said, wake the hell up, you know. Uh, dealing with uh, uh, birthright and uh, uh, nationality issues, you know, uh, most of us still hanging on to the Smith Jones and Johnsons and being black, African-American and colored, uh, people of color. You know, those are uh, the normal words that are used today, the terms that are used today. You know, back in the 30s, 40s, and 50s, it was Negro colored. You know, now it's a black, African-American, and people of color. All misnomers. All are not identities of who we are. You know, so uh, these are colorable uh, are terms, not identities for colorable people, people that are not true, true people. When you keep on terming your, or calling yourself that, this is what's going on. Uh, let me uh, start here. Um, let's see here. So I came on late. I've got to get some information together here. And uh, this lecture, just bear with me. Now, here we go here. <clears throat> so, being part of the human family, I mean, this is from Toshby's book, Toshby's Bay book, uh, of being of the, of the human family, inclusive of but not limited to the civilized nations of Earth. The international communities addressing of some of the, the core issues 
affecting the suppressed descendants of the natural peoples has been deemed necessary. Those who have been partially and negatively affected by the absence of nationality of birthright theft and who suffer of forced servitude are herein presented with the Declaration of the Rights of the Child. Now let me let me uh, explain to you about birthright theft. Those of you that do not know, <coughs> those of you out there that do not know, let me explain to you. I know there are those that you do know, but birthright a uh, birthright theft is one, and it says that you no know, one uh, 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 Americans used to be uh, applied or to the people of the copper color people or the color copper races or people with copper complexion, as I put it, until the European arrived on the shores of the Americas. Now, they took on the title of being called Americans. That's birthright theft. That is birthright theft. And they took on the color, or what you could say, the status as being called white, which is a status, which means God, ruler of the land. Well, they used to be called red people. But they switch on to white and call themselves white because of that reason of God. They don't want to be God. So God is ruler of the earthland. That's birthright theft. For as status is concerned, we are the true white people. Talking about uh, us being a certain uh, fictitious color, being white. I'm talking about a status. Status meaning your position in, in, in society your position in political uh, standing in society. That's what I mean by status. Okay? Let me move along here. The Declaration of the Rights of the Child and the Universal Declaration of Human Rights as adopted and proclaimed by the General Assembly of the United Nations. These declarations are presented in full text. Gain knowledge of your nationality because this is the first step toward getting out of the matrix. Your national, obtaining your nationality and birthright principles are your first step, very first step, of getting out of uh, the, the matrix and coming into the fourth and fifth dimension. But as we all know, some of us know, a lot of us are stuck on the third dimension. Materialism, so-called money, but this is money, wealth. They think all of this is success, real success, what they call success, being successful, of obtaining a lot of things that are illusion, that are an illusion. The thing is sex, money, and cars. This is the thing that's going on. That's why they want to hold all the third-dimensional values that they hold so dear to. That's why it is said that uh, there will be some Europeans that will see the hereafter. Some of you may disagree with what I'm saying, but very true. There will be those of us Asiatics that will not. Because we are so 
be clinging on so hard on these third dimensional values. The matrix. We will not come out of it. Are we going to hold on to it? Some of us out of fear. Some of us out of something that we might miss something. But actually, to come out of the matrix, you would be gaining something. Your freedom. Because when you first step out of the matrix, you never really see the news on television or you never look at the news as the same. It'll all be different from you. That's one that's one sign that you that you're coming out of the matrix. You'll never look at presidential conventions like uh, like that's going on now, the Democratic convention, Republican uh, uh, conventions. You will never uh, you will never look at them as the same. You know it's all a game. Because you see what most people see not. Okay, let me go on. Read this over again. It says here, gain knowledge of your nationality, nativity, natal, natural, divine, and universal unalienable right. They are fundamental to the rules of civilization, civilized governments, and de jure law, meaning real law, versus dictatorship and tyrannical slave-oriented governments, etc., come back into the constitutional fold of civilized government and take your place among the human family of nations. That's right. And the only way you can do that, you have to first get nationalized. Here, of nationality. Nationality is that quality, character, fact, and reality of a person or a people belonging to a nation or state. Nationality determines a person, a political status, as an individual and as a people, especially with reference to allegiance. And so nationality determines allegiance, while domicile determines civil status. I'm going to say this again. Domicile. You hear people use the word domicile, the term domicile, you know, instead of address or resident. Some people use the word domicile. Domicile determines a civil determines civil status. Nationality arises by birth, superior sovereign citizen, or by naturalization, inferior inferior legislation legislation alien citizen. Naturalization, not not nationalization. As far as the Asiatic people of the land, we get nationalized, not naturalized. That is for the Europeans that call themselves Americans, but they're not Americans. They are the sons and daughters of Europe. Now, now we don't have to be Naturalized. The reason why? Because we are already natural to the land. We are already natural to the land. There's no need for us to get naturalized. That's not for us. That's for aliens, foreigners. Okay. Okay. Let me move on here. Nationalization is the acquisition or superior claim of a government 
over persons and or properties for the purpose of securing that which is rightfully the property or possession of the citizen alone, especially if a foreign power has usurped rights or imposed upon the people, then the legitimate government has the supreme right to nationalize and make claim over privately owned businesses from abusive foreign interests who have abused their corporate operations within the jurisdiction of another lawfully specified government or nation. Now we come to birth rights. Uh, for birth rights. Birth rights are any of those rights which are acquired at birth and more succinctly involve heritage. Heritage is in reference to that which is inherited, such as that which one receives or will receive from one parent's predecessors or ancestors, etc. These rights may pertain to culture, money, property, traits, character, land, etc. Birth rights thus are usually looked at from the perspective of primogeniture in order to promote goodwill and harmony. In North American society, Prophet Noble Juali established the old Canaanite temple in the land, territory known as Newark, New Jersey, United States Republic, North America, a core interest and function of this organized Aboriginal peoples. As I said before, Aboriginal meaning the very, the very first original people. Ab, Ab meaning the very first. I found that out that meaning in the Chambers Etymology Dictionary. Etymology is, is those who have heard the word, means the history and the origin of words. The history origin of words, of meaning of words. That's what you're dealing with etymology. Meaning, uh, if a word meant a certain thing in ancient times, it means the same thing today. It doesn't change. Okay? Association was and is to, to restore unlawfully stolen nationality and birthrights of the Aboriginal indigenous Moors of North America. The word indigenous, I'm going to get to you later. Okay? Of noble Juwali, about nine decades have passed, 1913 A.D., A.D. meaning in the year of domination. Anno Domini, the Moorish Latin, Anno Domini, in the year of domination. Since Noble Juwali, Sheikh Sharif Abduwali, which is his free national name, officially established and organized a functional and modern social and political forum, which was oriented toward conceived as and visualized for awakening the mentally enslaved, nationally dormant, and unconscious aboriginal descendants of the ancient Moabites. Moors of North America. This organizational forum was, was structured to address and span the broad and general areas of misdirected social needs and spiritual concepts, corrections, and so the Moors Divine and National Movement became a major institution for uplifting fallen humanity. That's what it's for. See, when you get through dealing with your nationality and birthright issues, and you, you, when you, once you get nationalized and your birthright's intact, 
I would suggest that you will spend maybe a couple of years of studying them, studying what they are, studying what they mean, studying who you are now, studying what your name means, studying the history of our people, our culture, Before you move on to anything else, I've told you this in previous uh, blog talk shows before. More than once, more than twice, or more than three times, to be exact. I don't know if some of you say, he said that before. He said that the other time. Yeah, I did, and I'm keeping on saying it. Because I say before, a lot of our people are just not getting it. They're not getting it. They still want to be called black, African-American, and people of color. You've got so-called scholars saying the same thing, black people. I'm black. Black is important. I had one brother uh, on YouTube. He was saying something about the Hebrew Israelites. Uh, what you, he had a good, uh, a good, a uh, lot uh, of good information, what he was dropping. Very good at making what he was dropping, but he just cannot get from that uh, that term black. And he said that color is very uh, color is important. That's what he said. How is color important? It's an adjective. Although it's used with nouns, and it supports a noun, but an adjective is still an adjective. You keep on calling a bunch of people adjectives, then you're saying they are not a true people. They're fake people. They're not real. You have a lot of your you know, so-called black scholars saying, talking this thing, very nonsense. Black power, power to the people. I've been hearing that shit since I was 15 years old. Here I am, a man going on 64 years old. All I'm saying is you must grow up to, to a certain level of, of, under, of more understanding and a certain level of learning. People ask, why, why you don't say black no more? Because I grew up to a certain level of learning. When you go to school, do you, when you first go to school, when you first go to school and then you go to kindergarten, do you stay in kindergarten? Hell no. You graduate from the kindergarten to the first grade, to the second grade, third, fourth, sixth, sixth, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, nine, tenth, I mean nine, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth grade. Then you graduate. The twelve steps, which is based off of the twelve, six, uh, 12 steps of the zodiac. Was based on the edge and, and, and which, uh, which the educational system is based off of. Those of you who didn't know, well, you know now. Definitely, your edu- the first educational systems from grade school to high school is based off the zodiac or the sign of the zodiac. The same as your clock and watches. You have twelve-digit numbers on the on the clock and watches. The zodiac. 
for those people say they don't deal with astrology and astronomical science or cosmology. Yes, the hell you do. Every time when you look at the watch, every time you look at a clock, you're dealing with cosmologic principles. Might as well get that in your head right now. Here we go. Economic and political development and instructional rules for harmony and community. Stability was the paramount concern. Uh, concentric efforts were allotted, were allotted to true spiritual re-education needs and, necess- and necessities. These and other multifaceted efforts were geared toward Moorish culture, reintroduction, and were made to uplift the Moorish nation of North America. Noble Duali's work to work to remove the social compromising coin brands. Other efforts and instructions included proper education, based directiveness for enhanced and advanced functional knowledge about ancient Moabite Moors philology and high culture disciplines. The Moors Divine National Movement of the World consists of three things. Number one, the old Canaanite temple founded in 1913 A.D. in the year of domination. Number two, the Moorish Holy Temple of Science. Number three, the Moorish Science Temple of America, August 28, A.D., etc. I myself, I am a member of the, of the, the Moorish Holy Temple of Science of the World. Although my temple is actually, our temple is actually our own bodies. Those of you that already know this, you know who I'm directing that to. I'm directing that to that don't know. Okay. Let me move along here. There are numerous other active and progressive Moorish orders and associations, associations which by natural progression and evolved expanded from Noble Juali's works. Teachings and instructions. A major theme of Noble Juali's instruction to the Aboriginal Moors is for them to aid him in his great missionary work in helping to uplift fallen humanity and to command the enforcement of the Constitution for the United States of America. But this is what you need to do to come out of the matrix. You have to be so. You have to be not so materialistic. You have to leave a lot of these materialistic values behind if you're planning on leaving the matrix and entering the fourth and fifth dimension and beyond. These are the things we all have to do. Instead of just what they want you to do, what the matrix is telling you, or what, you know, I dare you talking about sovereignty. I wish you were talking about be self-sufficient. I wish you were talking about uh, 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 your birthrights and nationality. 
what are you doing talking about uh, uh, being a sovereign, being your own ruler, your own king? You need us. This is what they're saying. Especially us. You need us, nigga. You need us to be fed. You need need us to feed you. You need us uh, uh, for education. You need us for medical um, treatment. You need us to clothe you. You even need us to make toilet tissue to wipe your behind. Am I right or wrong? This is what they're saying. You think they want us to be uh, to nationalize and get back, and get and get a hold of back of our birthright principles? You think they do? Because they know that's a very fair step. But get up under their grasp of holding us back. The only thing that's holding us back is us. Because I said before, I said it maybe a thousand times, I'm like um, uh, like uh, Brother Malcolm X or Brother Hosmi uh, Shabazz. Uh, when he was around, he said that, oh, I say it and I say it again. You've been hoodwinked, bamboozled, led astray. And I'm saying it again now. Everybody still want to be Smith, Jones, and Johnson. Everybody still want to be black, African-American, people of color. Okay? Let me move along here. Proven and proven, government and civilization principles were devoted to personal growth and to civic and social advancement. Intention was given to correct status voting, family progress, and activities for general corrective improvements. The newly conscious Moorish Americans were given true governmental order by example and a knowledge of its structure. Moors were instructed to take an intelligent and active stand and position on national and world issues. That's right. But how many of us do that? How many of us know that we are Moors? How many of us know that we are Aboriginal people, indigenous people? How many people even recognize the word or even heard the word more Aboriginal, indigenous, or Asiatic, Moabite, Moroccan, Al-Moroccan, Amorican? How many people know that we are actually the original or aboriginal indigenous Americans of the American continents from North, Central, South, and the America and the adjoining islands? How many of us know that? Not, not, not a hell of a, a lot of many, no, because a lot of us don't really know who we are.
And this is why we are the most disrespected group of people on the planet. Everybody dogs us out. Because you cannot command respect from a civilized world and dishonor and disrespect and dishonor your ancient foremothers and forefathers, your ancestors. It just won't happen. This is things we have to get rid of in order to get out of the matrix. But if you want to continue to be Smith, Johnson, Johnson, and continue to dishonor your ancient foremothers and forefathers, your history, your culture, okay, then, then, uh, then stay in the matrix. That is the matrix. When I ask a sister or brother, if they tell me they don't know, or they never heard of the word more, they don't know they are Moors, they don't know they are Aboriginal, Indigenous people, that tells me right there they're still in the matrix. Because all they want you to do is work yourself to death and pay taxes. Well, that's all the matrix is about. It's not about uplifting you or our people. It's about uplifting them, the people that are in charge of the matrix. Okay, let me move along here. Birthrights, these surgeons edition, particularly in instances was put upon nationalized moors to become active and not be passive. Exactly. You need active moors. When you become nationalized, you need to become active. Getting the word out. Try to work the rest of the to wake the rest the rest of our people up. They are mentally, emotionally, and spiritually dead. Okay. Moors were instructed by Noble Juali to take our places among the affairs of men. That means to take among the affairs as men, being a part of men all over the world, of all nationalities, of all nations. Come among the family of nations. But you never can become that by saying your name is Smith, Jones, and Johnson, carrying other other families' names, transacting this business and buying and selling what are, uh, other families' names. No, you cannot. Because anything you sell or buy will never belong to you, no way. You need to understand that. Uh, all they want you to do, like I said, they want you to do to work yourself to death and pay taxes. Pay taxes on something that doesn't really exist.
I see before it said, like the prophet said, if you don't do anything else, proclaim your nationality. And that's what you need to do as Asiatic people, to proclaim our nationality. The first step of coming out of the matrix before we go on to anything else, such as the UCC1 filings, doing the UCCs, non-UCCs, or the authentication of the birth certificates, or the executrix or executive letters. Before we get to that, the nationality and birthright issues are first, are number one, number one, the number one first step that you all need to take. And I don't mean when you first get nationalized uh, for a week or so, then go on doing UCCs and, and all this other stuff. No, I, I don't mean that. No, you need to take your time and study your nationality and birthright principles for at least two years or two to three years before you go on to anything else. You need to. So you know what nationality and birthright means. You need to know what the original American flag, which is the uh, cherry flag with the uh, five-point green star in the center. You must know what that flag means. Parts of the nationality I already read off to you already what it means. You will have to know what it means to have a nationhood and know what it means to be without one, which most of us have already been for generations. Pass that same thing down from generation to generation to generation to generation without a being, without a nationhood. Talking about uh, you hear a lot of people that so lost, a lot of our people so lost, they'll tell you that they're not Americans. They think that belongs to so-called white people. Who to show you how lost they really are. They don't know that we are the original Americans. I don't know if I said this before. I ran into a sister... And she was saying, uh, I'm not an American. I said, yes, you are. No, I'm not. I said, why do you say that? Because I've been listening to uh, 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 certain shows on YouTube. I said, okay, I know I'm not an American. I'm Moroccan. Oh, you are Moroccan. And I, I, that's why I asked her, are you a Moroccan? She said, yes. Oh, but you're not American. She said, no. She don't know that that's American and Moroccan are one and the same. They mean the same thing. It's just a sound shift in words. But she was so headstrong, I couldn't tell her anything. That's what I'm talking about.
See, the no, some people don't know that black is not an identity. Uh, uh, the skin complexion is really their identity. They really, really, really do. And you can't tell them any different. Black Africa, black Africans. When do you ever hear a Chinese, Korean, Japanese, or Vietnamese from Vietnam talk about their yellow Asians? You'll never hear them say that. Why they do not say that? Because they know that is a status. They know that is a legal fiction. They know that is not an identity of any people in any part of the human family. Neither is black. Neither is white. Neither is brown. Neither is red. They are all fictitious. And any one of these people consider themselves that, that they are saying they are a fictitious person or they are a fictitious people. Those are fictitious people who say that, who call themselves that. says here, Moors are instructed by noble Jewali to take our places among the affairs of men. Thus, we see in these days of the exercising of and grooming of those active and progressive natural persons, Moors, okay, who study, understand, and recognize the truth about their unalienable rights and about their birthrights of the medieval era. Oh, let me stop here. Uh, the reason why, I guess a lot of you know this, I say unalienable. A lot of people say he ain't saying unalienable. You know, no, I say unalienable because I mean unalienable means you cannot be leaned upon. I learned it from uh, Doctor Aline Elbey. You cannot be leaned upon. That's why I use the term and the phrase unalienable rights. Okay, it's done unalienable rights. All right, let me move along here. Of the medieval era, derivative of the medieval era, and prior to the openly practiced war slavery and bound free men, period in modern North America and South American history, the proper noun, more, 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 morals, was universally used and recognized according to dialect and language. When the natural people of Asiatic and African origin related to themselves, or if they were communicated with or while referenced to by other Moors, were ancient inhabitants of Asia, areas of Europe, and throughout the Americas, or Amexum and Americana, also the ancient and proper name Moor, Moor, Moroccan, Mauritanian, Moabite, Al, Moroccanos, was not just applied in reference to the natural inhabitants of the Moroccan Empire of Northwest Africa, which is America, the Western Hemisphere, or the natural and political inhabitants of the provincial kingdom of Morocco, Kemet, the Eastern Hemisphere, the factual natal name, Moor, Moor, was traditionally and customarily used synonymously with the word African. Scholars and historians are are also well aware of the fact that the continent, which is now called Africa, is anciently called 
South Asia. South Asia. Southeast Asia, Asia is a little bit east. Southeast Asia consists of Vietnam, Cambodia, Laos, Thailand, Burma, Borneo, Philippines, and so on. South Asia is consists of Africa, which is known as Asia Sur. A S I A capital S O O R. Asia Sur. Asia Moor is Asia North, meaning China. Manchuria. Which is the real name of China, which is Manchuria. But the Chinese people are Manchurians originally. Most even most Chinese, if you tell them that they, they, they don't even know. See, they are also still stuck in the matrix. If I ask a person from China, do you know that you're a Manchurian actually? And then they say a Manchurian and they say, No, I'm Chinese, that tells me he or she is still in the matrix. That's what it tells me. But believe it or not, most Chinese don't even know that Manchuria is the country. China is the corporation. Let me go on here. The medieval era is alluded to, to in modern history books. It's also referred to as the Middle Age and deals with the intermediate period between the ancient and modern time periods. The medieval period generally refers to the, that time period when, which spans from 500 A.D. to 1500. Let me turn the page here. To 1500 A.D. Most historians, sociologists, archaeologists, educators, and writers use the year 1492 in the year of domination as the excess year for dividing ancient and modern history. Why did they do that? Well, let me read this to you. 1492 A.D. is the year arbitrarily chosen by European historians as it effectively was the year when the Moors were defeated in Europe. That's uh, that's, when they first defeated in Europe, they were actually declining because they, uh, they were still fighting in Europe to hold on to their empire in Europe in the 16th century. As I found out in this book, uh, the History of the Moorish Empire in Europe by the author name is uh, S.D. Scott. S.D. Scott. There's the, uh, three volumes of these books. And most people don't know we ruled Europe at one time. We had uh, what they call so-called black nobility families in Europe. That's where the black nobility come from because a lot of them are Tony Moors. They look European, but they are Tony Moors. <clears throat> England, Germany, France, Finland. And I advise a lot of you that to look these books up. As I said again, uh, let me read to you again the history of the Moorish Empire in Europe. 
S.D. Scott. Okay, by S.D. Scott. All right? Three volumes of them. I'm surprised they still print these books. Really. Be honest with you. Okay, let me move along here. First, Malaja fell in 1487. And then Granada fell in 1492. The Inquisition was already in force, credited to the forces of King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella. Excelled the venturing into the Moroccan or Moroccan Empire of the Far East, which is today called the West, referring to the Americas, and was most significantly the Northwest, the heart of the Moorish Empire. Because I want to get some uh, to understand when you when the, when you first study more science and the history of our people, you must clearly understand we are Moroccans. Most people think you're talking about you're from Morocco and Africa and Africa, what they call Northwest Africa. No, kingdom. That is the Moroccan kingdom. Here is the Moroccan Empire what they call America today. Like I told you before, Moroccan and America are two synonymous terms. It's just a play on words. America, the ancient name of America. Or Amaru. Those are ancient names of Morocco. They still play on where they still have uh, name, uh, sound shift in the words of America until it finally it became America. Okay. The heart of the Moorish Empire, the Moors who remained true to their faith, Islam, which meaning I, self, law, am, master. The synonym, Islam, I, self, law, am, master. And high science, culture, cosmology were called mutagers, those who capitulated under the, under the threats of torture or death and converted to the Niceno-Constantinopolitan creed. Christianity were called Moriscos. And it also had a Moriscos the, uh, it will also tell you that in the History of the Moorish Empire, Volumes 1 to 3, by S.D. Scott. It will tell, tell you that. So what, he, what, what Taj is writing in, in, his, in, in these pamphlets is very true. And I can tell what he's about, he has been studying. Because all of the, the, the history of the Moorish Empire, Volume 1, and Europe, and Volume 1 to 3, uh, backs what he's saying. It backs up what he's saying in these books. It supports it, okay? And let me go on. Says, and this is a base of history as to how the Moors of Northwest Africa, but just North America, became Christians and branded as blacks and Negroes. This is also the time period in history when the language of the Moors, which is Moorish Latin, 
by force of edict, became erroneously known as and deceptively called Spanish. Get it? Let me say this again. Let me repeat this again because there are some of you find this hard to contemplate or find this hard to believe. Okay? And I'll read to you this. I'm, st- I'm reading to you this so you can buy these books. Go to RV Bay Publishings. Go online and uh, uh, get some of these written materials because they're very important. Study them when you acquire your nationality. Okay? Well, all these books, must uh, they, they are a must-read and must be in every Moore's library for study before you move on to anything else. Okay? It says here, okay, I'm going to read this again. This is also this is also uh, the time period in history when the language of the Moors, parentheses Moorish Latin, by force of eating became erroneously known as and deceptively called Spanish because what you call Spanish today is Moorish Latin. Let me finish reading this. This was due. This was due to a church bull edict issued by Philippe II in 1511, in which he declared that the Moors will no longer be called Moors. That's right. That is written in the volume, the three volumes in the history of the Moorish Empire in Europe by S. D. Scott. See, this is a document. History. This has been documented. This is recorded history. Have a lot of truth behind it. Anybody want to doubt it? Check those three volumes out of what I just uh, told you. Okay? It says here, in which he declared that the Moors will no longer be called Moors, but we will be relinquished of all wealth, all properties all literature, and all any other thing that is of any worth or value. The bull further alluded that all that is Moorish would be claimed by Spain and the church and thus called Spanish. That's how Moorish Latin became Spanish, the Spanish language. That's how a lot of our birthrights were stolen. That's why we are wearing names of other families. That's how we became black, Negro, and colored. Okay? Let me move along here. Okay, it says, Call Spanish. This is how the Moors in the central and southwest of Mexico, southwest Africa, which is South America, and the islands of Americana became known as Spanish, Latinos, etc. That's right. That's why I wish I had, I had a um, uh, a um, the machine I can use. So I have a lot of call-ins 
um, for questions, you know, but I don't have a, um, <clears throat> I don't have that as of yet. I will one day. I'm working on it, okay, so bear with me. See us here. Philip II of Rome issued a bull, which is in effect was designed to strip the Moors of all wealth, property, literature, books of their true legacy, and he declared that which is that which is Moorish would be confiscated and called Spanish, including the true language of the Moorish Latin. These papal policies are embodied within the Church Black Code of 1724 A.D. as adopted by the U.S. Demo Corporate States. Constitutionalizing, I mean, constitutionalizing forced servitude through upon the branded Moors through bureaucratic method throughout. The codes are veiled in disguise under a color of law. You don't believe me? Look in your Black Law Dictionary, the third, fourth, and fifth, and sixth, and seventh editions of the Black Law Dictionary, and it has the color of law in there. Says here, Index Laborum Prohibitorum is a bull from the Christian rulers that expounds an extensive list of books and literature which Roman Catholics, all under their authority and jurisdiction, whether subject or slave, shall not read or be acquainted with any form. Anything not totally prohibited must be heavily edited and republished only in expurgated editions. 1613. Under asper- uh, <clears throat> index aspergatorius is an authoritative specification of the particular subjects, sciences, disciplines, literature, and passages to be expunged or heavily altered in the works otherwise or conditionally allowed to be exposed to the public and the masses. As an example, the continent which is now called Africa on this contemporary world maps by European sociologists and geographers were actually and is uh, uh, factually Asia Sur or Asia Sur not going to be spelled S-U-R meaning South Asia Africa is both Asia and the so-called African natural people are really Asiatics that's why we are called Asiatics okay do you recognize the the seriousness of and the corrupted depths of the damages caused by the altering of true history? The, 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 the Inquisitionists have negatively affected the entire planet for the sake of extortion, colonization, and control. The Asiatics of North America must know the truth about their nationality nationality, and their birthrights. Which means further, I say further, but further in order to come out of the matrix. See, you've got uh, you've got uh, uh, a lot of our scholars talking about the word indigenous. So you've got some of them saying you shouldn't say indigenous. You shouldn't say indigenous because it's related to indigent. But I found I have found it, I have found that to be so. 
let me look. Let's look in the uh, the American Dictionary of the English Language, the Northwestern 1828. Let's look there. Let's look for the word indigenous. Okay. Bear with me here. Okay. There have words here. It says indigence. Or indigence from Latin, okay. Indigency. From indigenio, or as an indi, or agri, to want to lack. Want of a state, or means of comfortable substances. Punary poverty. A large portion of the human race live in indigence, while others pose more than they can enjoy. Okay? Indigen, or indigene, says noun. Indigena, or in, okay, to begin or to be born. To be born in a country, a native animal or plant. Okay, let's deal with the word indigenous. Okay. And in, in, in the bracket, it says indigena. Indigena supra. That's what it says in the bracket. Okay. Because I always check the back brackets when dealing with the origin and meaning of words. And everyone else should too. All right. It says they're indigenous. Number one, native. Born in a country, applied to persons. A native produced naturally in a country or climate, not exotic, applied to vegetables. Okay? <clears throat> now we have the word, now here comes the word indigent. <clears throat> comes from the word indigens. That's what it says in the bracket. Destitute of property, or means of comfortable substance. Needy, poor, charity, consists in relieving the indigent. But indigent and indigent, they say different things. I mean, you can relate that to the word indigent if you want to. As I learned from Dr. Arlene El Bay, he said that 128 nations signed the rights of indigenous people at the United Nations. Why would they do that if it had no real meaning to any real people? I just don't see it. Now, therefore, anybody want to argue with me, well, their argument would be with this book I just read to you. The argument would no longer, longer, your argument would no longer be with me. It would be with this book, with the 1828 Northwestern American English Dictionary of the English language. This would, this book you will have, you will have an argument with. Okay. Now let's go to the Chambers Dictionary. Etymology, okay? Some people say we shouldn't call ourselves Aboriginal. That's what some people say. Well, well, let's look up in 
the word aboriginal in the etymological dictionary. Like I told you what etymology means, the origin and history of words, and the beginning of words. Okay? Okay. Aborigines, noun, the earliest inhabitants of a country, borrowed from Latin, aborigines, the first inhabitants, especially by ladium, possibly formed from the phrase ab originally from the beginning, meaning from the beginning. The tendency to regard this word as a normal English plural produced the singular aborigine, 1858, by, uh, by back formation. This form replaced the singular use of aboriginal, which appeared in the late 1700s and was used by Darwin, Charles Darwin, that is, those of you who know know what I'm talking about, okay, and others of the singular for aborigines. Aborigine is others as the singular for aborigines. Aborigines is a proper noun in early Latin histories. Perhaps it is an ancient tribal name altered by altered by popular etymology. Aborigines meaning ab meaning the first, the very first. Or the very first original. Now, as far as my concern, I can take that to the bank. This is not to uh, uh, <clears throat> put any, uh, to argue with any scholar or nothing like that. I'm just telling you what I found. You know, I, I do my a lot of times. I do my own research. I listen to you, then I research it. Now, here we go again in the etymology dictionary, dealing with indigenous. Okay? It says here, it says indigenous, and it has the word indigent. Indigenous, indigent, originating in the region or country where found native. 1646, born in English from Latin, indigena. One born in a country, native, or within, plus gene, root, genere, beget, okay? Indigenous. Now it says indigent. Indigent comes from the word digent. Now indigenous comes from the word indigent or digena come from the Latin word indigena, where the word indigenous come from. And where indigent comes from the word digent. And that's what it says here in the, etymology, in the Chambers Etymology Dictionary. Like I say, those of you who disagree with me, your argument is not with me. It's with the book. It's with these two books I just read to you. Your argument will be with the books, not me. Okay? It says here, okay, Indigent, poor, needy, probably before 1400. See, learn, borrowing, from Latin, says here, needy. To need, want, cognate, with old Icelandic or lack 
from Indo-European, okay? It is possible indention is a back formation from indigene or indigene, indigence. That's where it's from. Excuse me, I'm sorry. I say, I say, uh, it is possible indention is a back formation from indigence. Indigence, which is noun about 1385. Indigence, lack, lack of, borrowed from old French indigence. Learn borrowing from Latin, indentia, form an indentium. That's all they have to say about indentia, okay? That's all they have to say about it. So, so I have to explain that. And a lot of people, and you got a lot of people, uh, when you get through doing studying your nationality and birthright principles, and I say about a year, two years, whatever what it takes for you to get to really the hang of it, you know, to really get to really know your birth nationality, uh, what certain words mean, you know, like, uh, you know, impropia persona sejuris, uh, you know, impropia persona means what? Impropia persona means and <clears throat> and one's own proper person. That's what impropia persona means. Sejuris so means in one's own right. Because a lot of these words will be put in your national, will be written in your nationality papers and affidavits and writs and affidavits of truth. You will see these words in, on, uh, in your nationality papers. And you must understand it and must know what they mean while you get nationalized. Okay, you must get all that down packed. And then if you want to do so, if you chose to do so, you can go on to the UCC1 filing and the rest of the UCCs. Non, you go on to your non-UCCs if you chose to do so, which is the actual lien. The UCC1 filings is the notice, but the UCC, uh, non-UCCs is the actual lien on your birth certificates, or say, on your estate, which is the straw man. Straw man meaning the name you was before you got nationalized and had your, got your free national name. You want to get, you want to put, a, you want to have, you want to authenticate your birth certificates. You want to put a lien on them. Because when we all were born, that trust was already set up for us. That bond, which is set against us, that was set up against us when we were born. Papers were done on us. Papers were done on us. Therefore, we had to do papers to undo what was done to us. But that makes sense, don't it? That makes sense. To you, we have to do papers again to undo what was done to us on paper to eradicate all that. All right, uh, you hear people now. You hear some scholars in the most divine uh, national movement talk about 
they say something like uh, the dangers of uh, doing the UCCs. Well, they are dangerous of doing them. Yeah, they are. Uh, if you don't know what you're doing. Therefore, you must know what you're doing. When you're doing the UCC filings and the non-UCC filings, and, you know, you must know what you're doing. I hear uh, a few uh, scholars in the Morris, in the Morris Divine National Movement now saying that uh, no one has ever been successful doing the UCCs. That is a blatant lie. I can show you people that have been successful. That is a blatant lie. I say it again, that's a blatant lie. I'm not saying any names, I'm not calling anyone out, but I'm telling them that is a blatant lie. When you become national, come out of the matrix. When we come out of the matrix into the fourth and fifth dimension, the fifth dimensional world, we, we must be able to operate in commerce. That's what we must be able to do. Here it is. Uh, a lot of them say they don't. don't own it. They, uh, you don't need to have your birth certificates authenticated. I have some more telling me that. I mean, that are nationalized. That they have been in this this more divine national movement way before I, I I got involved, fifteen twenty years before I got involved. Thing is this, okay? Uh, well then, you 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 talking about you cannot pay bills, you cannot pay your electric bill, gas bill, car note. But here it is, you get people in Wall Street bankers on bankers across the world dipping and dabbing into your birth into your birth certificate, into your estate, taking millions for millions of dollars off out of that. Why you here struggling. Does that make sense? Don't make sense to me. You wanna operate they said you wanna operate on constitution with the constitution. I agree with that one hundred percent. But 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 you know, if you know, it doesn't make no sense to me. That's crazy to me. That's that, that's the downright loco, insane. To be nationalized Moors and we can't pay our bills and out here suffering. And talking about you don't need to file no UCCs. You don't need to know how to deal in commerce. Now, I can understand what they're saying about not being nationalized. Now, if you're not nationalized, no, you don't need to do the UCCs because you have nothing to fall back on. You have no nationality, no nationhood or nationality or birthright to fall back on while you're still property. Why you still sniff Jones and Johnson, and then trying to uh, be the executor or the, the the creditor 
of the Smith, Jones, and Johnson estate. No, that's not going to work. I can, I can guarantee you that. That's why I stress upon getting your nationality and birthright intact. That's why I put so much emphasis on that. You must get nationalized, Moors. But you hear um, people dealing with um, saying that, okay, uh, the UCCs, uh, that's not uh, how they say it. There's no constitutional law behind it. Judges and attorneys do not swear by the UCCs. That's true. That's very true. But nevertheless, they still, for some reason, they're still obligated to uphold them. Because it still brings the UCCs, all that, and the vindication of the birth certificates still brings that back to a constitutional fold of government. It still does. And all the UCCs are are the laws of the high seas or the laws of water, which at one time the Moors controlled at one time. We controlled the seven seas. Those laws we controlled in the seven seas now became the UCCs. That's all what that's that's all what happened. They were called codes and then they were called uniform. Uniform commercial codes and so on. I mean it's up to you. If you if you don't want to do the UCC is fine. You don't want to do the non UCC is fine. You don't want to authenticate your birth certificate, it's fine. And no one is saying that nationality and birthright is worthless. I'm not saying that at all. I would uh, want to be stressing this and putting putting uh, so much emphasis on it tonight as I'm doing it, uh, if I think like that. Only a fool would say some mess like that. All I'm saying is, doing the UCC filings, non-UCC, and authenticating is <clears throat> is worthless without your nationality and birthright. It's worthless. You must have your nationality and birthright. All of that goes hand in hand. All of it does. Now, uh, let me go on here, do some more reading here, okay? I hope a lot of you understand what I'm talking about, okay? And I don't mean to step on anyone's toes. I'm here to ed- edu- educate, not to demean or degrade anyone. I'm here to, uh, to give a lot of you sisters and brothers what I have learned, and I'm sharing it with you. Okay, 
This is all I'm doing. Say here, a channel. What is what is channel? Okay, let's get into this. Channel is a law term which has been and is politically applied to human beings who have been dehumanized by the U.S. demos, artificial person constructs, and acts of forced enslavement. Chattel means an article of specifically applied in law to goods movable and or immovable, except such as we have the nature of freehold status. Chattis is also spelled cattle, and it's really the same word as cattle. As we know, cattle like steers, cows, bulls, stuff like that. I mean, I mean animals like that, okay? <clears throat> and they apply that to people, believe it or not. Subtly, it is, of its social, political use in society is to make the apparent distinction between a socially and politically nurtured or severely dead human being and that of a common beast of the field, referred by William Lynch papers of 1712 A.D. and the political policy of the relative Christian Black Codes of 1724 A.D. The Christian Black Codes of 1724 A.D. in the year of domination still exist today. It still exists to this very day as I speak. As I am speaking to you for those of you that didn't know. Those of you that are not natural, that don't have a nationality, or are not in your proper person, those of you that are not in appropriate persona surgeries, those of you that are still calling yourselves Smith, Jones, and Johnsons, without a free national name, without a birthright or nationality, the Christian Black Code of 1724 A.D. applies to you. It applies to you. I repeat, those of you that are still calling yourself Smith, Jones, and Johnson, meaning that carrying other families' names and brand names on you, those of you that are calling yourselves black, African-American, people of color, Negro, colored, those of you that do not have a nationality or birthright, that don't have a nationhood, the Christian Black Code of 1724 A.D. applies to you. If you have a nationality and birthright, if you have your own free national name, like a El or Bay, El Bay, El Day, Ali, Al, Yusuf Ali Bay. Okay, I'm just giving I'm just uh, I'm just giving uh, examples out here. Kareem Abdul El. Kareem Abdul Bay, Kareem Abdul El Bay, Kareem Abdul El Day. Those are free national names. If you have these names, if you are nationalized and have your birthright intact, the Christian Black Codes of 1724 AD do not, do not, 
do not apply to you. If you're in Propia Persona Sejuris, the Christian Black Codes of 1724 AD do, do not apply to, to you. Call yourself Aboriginal Indigenous, Moor, Asiatic, Moroccan, American, or whatnot. The Christian Black Codes of 1724 AD does not apply to you. The Christian Black Codes of 1724 A.D. only, only, only applies to black people, people of color, African Americans, Smith, Jones, and Johnsons. Okay, let me move along here. The word Negro, Niger, chattel, chattel tag is favored. Sobriquet coined by modern-day Demo. European slaveholders, in order to misleadingly tax, license, regulate, and distinguish their state-controlled chattel property from free moors and to separate them from other free people, free nationals, and from other sovereign African or Asian national or political states. The word Negro is Latin and defines as black, being grammatically interchangeable. That's when they first put us all in the matrix. That's when they first put us all in the matrix. That's why we, a lot of eighty uh, percent of our people are still in the matrix today, and still third-dimensional people. Okay. <clears throat> Okay, the word Negro is Latin and defines as black, being grammatically interchangeable. As the political miscarriage, and, it's, it is, and it is Negro means social, moral, and civil death, death, with much emphasis put upon the mental, political, and social state of civil death, civil letter mortus, and, and of a spiritual death as one with politically broken spirit. The conquering European successes at North America with their artificial creation of the Negro status laid the illusory groundwork as was perversely needed by them to support the colorable erection and construction of the false political jurisdictions now used for imposing fictional claims of authority, identity fraud, and of colorable legality and law. Colorable jurisdictions were then and are now today designed to steal the birthrights of the aboriginal and indigenous Moors of America, North, Central, and South. Thus, these false names and jurisdictions are the prime institutionalized origins for promoting color, codes, color of law, and the status neutralizing terms, colored people. And law, color means a fake, counterfeit, and artificial. Or to say, and law, color means a fake, counterfeit, and artificial people. Getting back to that brother I listened to on YouTube earlier, he's saying that color is important. Okay. Well, this well, this applies to you then. Okay. Says here of the case, of the cast, cold color game. Color, according to law, means an appearance or a semblance or a simulacrum as distinguished from which is real. Color is a prima facie 
or an apparent right, and thus is a deceptive appearance, being or having a plausible assumed exterior and concealing a lack of reality, being a disguise or pretext. These for you people that still believe that color is important, okay? I'm reading this to you. Color is also a connotative, uh, a connotative role in the slave diluting demo culture of North America under European demo politics. The word and phrases color, colored people, and people of color combine as social fraud and another non digger additive and are by nature an intent man of straw. Monikers used in slave diluting practices. The cast cold colored status is also used to socially and politically remove the deliberately targeted natural people from the benefits of high culture society, economic security, from freedom, and from self-governance. They had to do all this to our people to keep us in the matrix. This is what they all had to do. Okay. Moors of North America have been groomed under demo European control, education, and misinformation were trained through successive generations to falsely believe that colored means a legitimate nation of people like others, a legitimate part of the human family from Africa. Of course, nothing can be further from the truth. Facts. No Negrodesia country exists on planet Earth. No black Gladonia country exists, and no Colodemia country exists anywhere in the world, nor can any such a desperate nation of people be found in human history, nor possess a national flag, a national seal, nor a constitution. But a naive, miseducated, and subjugated people Moors who were deliberately and artificially forced into a state of illiteracy. I'm, I'm going to close right here because they're getting ready to shut me down. But when you get nationalized, when you get your nationalized paperization papers, you go to the county, record of records and deeds. For first, you get them notarized by a notary of a notary republic. Then you go to the county, record of records and deeds of the county. Counting is the law. The city is the corporation. Always remember that. So I don't have uh, much time left to get ready to cut me off. But I say uh, to you, I hope that I've taught and what I'm teaching tonight, I hope that you've uh, uh, done some good tonight. I don't mean to insult, but I mean all I mean is to educate. All right. A Harate Washita East, Mawasama Dukunda, meaning peace family. Peace. We're out. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere 
even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.